but I want people to look at my stuff and say, this geezer's good. He knows what he's doing. Even if I'm not anywhere near the top, which trust me, I know I'm nowhere near. I feel like I'm just starting, as I said, but I, I want to take it as far as I can. Hello all and welcome to The Scouting Centre, a show designed for you to get to know your favourite content creators as well as their content creation journey. My name is Diz, aka Mr underscore Diz83, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter and YouTube. If you're enjoying this series, can I ask that you like this video, subscribe to the channel and leave a comment below. On the last episode, Dr Benji said he would hook us up, so if you want to, please, please, please drop some names in the comments and it would also help with the YouTube algorithms. My guest today is an up-and-comer in the Football Manager content creation world. He started streaming in Twitch in April 2020 and is close to 1,200 followers. And you can watch him do his JP Lynette save over on Twitch, which is a custom creator club. His YouTube has over 600 subscribers, which he also started in April 2020. He's done content such as his Borussia Dortmund series and a bespoke How Quickly Can I Get Sacked where, ironically, he tries to get sacked really quickly. He's a video producer for Norwich City Football Club and the newest member of the Football Manager Streamer Showdown family, having made his first appearance on Season 2 of the Football Manager 21 Lowdown where he slotted right in. Dr. Benji famously said about this person that if he carries on with his YouTube, he'd have over 20,000 subscribers within a year. The sky really is the limit for this individual. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the custard cream of the next crop of content creators in the football manager world. I give to you, Josh Peach. Josh, how are you doing, my man? Wow. Diz, your intros are amazing. I'm amazed you found out so much to say about me. <laughs> but, uh, wow, thank you, mate. I'm great. How are you? I am not bad, my friend. I am not bad. And you know what? Ultimately, you are a really impressive individual, my friends. You have done a lot in your short time on this um, on this earth, I was going to say, because you are only 21 years old, aren't you? I am. I know. To be fair, only just 21. I feel like, yeah, as you say, I feel like I've done a lot. But I do also feel like this is just the beginning. So it's interesting. And I'm really excited to find out about that, to be fair. And we will find out about that in this interview because genuinely the sky is the limit for you, my friend. And that's been said by several people. So a compliment. Wow. My first question <laughs> to you, um, Josh, is what got you into Football Manager? Wow. Um, it's a game I've played for ages. I'm not really sure where it started. I mean, my stepdad played quite a lot of it when I was a kid. So I think maybe Champ Manager 06 might have been the first one that I saw. Because I had, I had a PSP, like an old school PSP. And I remember like as a kid, my mum saying to me stuff like, right, start the game, tidy your room or whatever, and then go back to it. So like I remember doing an Arsenal save, stuff like that on my PSP. And I'd, I'd hit play on a game. And I think they, they used to look like, instead of like the, the round 2D dots, they looked a bit like, almost like tic-tac type things. I remember that, that, was a, that was way back. So that's the first FM I played all the way back. And I didn't touch it for a while. Then we all got gaming PCs when I was like 14 and we all sat playing Minecraft and then I thought I'll dabble back in FM again and then I left it all the way until 2019 so it's been on and off but I think just generally my love for football and my my connection being around people that love football as well it just kind of came from that really. And then all these years later you decided to become a content creator from when you first touched championship manager slash football manager how yeah, did you yeah, yeah. come about that decision? 
Um, I don't know really. Again, when it comes to content creation, it's something that a family thing like a lot of people in my family have like taken photos and introduced me to cameras and, and stuff like that so that side of the thing happened early with people like my granddad and uh, my granddad on my mum's side left me a camera and stuff like that so I suppose the creativity side came from there but I mean the football manager side I mean we were, we were in lockdown and there was it was a it was a kind of a, to be honest a bit of a rough personal time with um I had some quite uh upsetting family news around some illnesses and stuff like that so I kind of had to take my way or take myself out of that situation most of the time because otherwise I was just sat there. I was still working, working from home. So I just kind of took myself away and thought, I've always wanted to do this. I hadn't found Football Manager YouTube, YouTube uh, that much earlier, to be fair, only in the November before the lockdown. So it was kind of like, I'm enjoying watching it all. So why don't I just step into that into that world and just give it a whirl while I've got so much time sitting around on my own, really? <laughs> yeah. And, and you've done some form of content creation before because you did have a previous YouTube channel, didn't you? Yes, you've done your research, Diz. I like this. <laughs> this is impressive. Uh, I've had YouTube video, YouTube channels uh, for years. I was thinking about this earlier. I thought this, this. I thought you might figure this out or might find it. I'm not sure you you would have found my first channel because that was that is probably privated now. Yeah. But I think I was about ten. Wow. Have you found that one? I have I'm not, not sure found you would have found one. that one. I will send you the video afterwards because I've still got all the links to it and stuff like that. And the video is awful. The barnet I have then is worse than the one I have now, which is quite impressive to be fair. But yeah, so I've been making videos. Wow, since what? That's like ten years. That feels like a long time. Obviously, very badly before, and hopefully they're okay now. But yeah. So it's obviously a passion you've had from a very young age, and you can and you've said yourself that's been instilled in you from your family. Did you ever yeah, think definitely. you'd do this professionally? Uh, the, the, if you if you're more leaning towards say the Norwich stuff or or like the football manager stuff, it, it both kind of just like fell fell in front of me type of thing. Which which at the time I was a bit like, oh yeah, I'll just I'll just I'll just apply for this. I'll do this Norwich apprenticeship. But then when I look back now and I kind of almost join the dots from where things started and where how like my when we used to go watch football my granddad used to take a camera and he'd show me or like when I used to play he'd take loads of photos of me and then and then I'd he'd we'd sit there and we'd crop them and we'd just not not very kind of like technically skilled but like that would happen and then uh, I'd go and take my YouTube videos for example when I was a kid and try and play FIFA and watch KSI and do stuff like that and then it slowly built and then I found media at sixth form and that that kind of happened but then I didn't fancy the rest of the subjects that I chose so then I went and did a bit more media at college and then the, then the Norwich job popped up and I was like oh well I, I won't get it because I don't I'm not qualified for that and I sat watching Britain's Got Talent or something with Emily applied on my phone and then six weeks later I was I was there it was it was a bit mad so as I say it kind of fell into it in a way but then when you look back and you join the dots it was almost always going to happen I was always going that way if you know what I mean. Yeah, 100%. It seems like you were destined to do it. When you did start content creation, what steps did you take to prepare? And did you research anyone? As I said, I hadn't been watching kind of Football Manager for very long. Uh, so I found Lelujo first because a few of my mates that live around Kings Lynn, he started his non-league to legend in uh, Kings Lynn in FM19. So I found, I found that first. And that is kind of how FM19, FM20, FM20, I think. It must have been FM20. So FM20, he started at Kings Lynn. And me and my mates were like, what? Someone's making a Kings Lynn series on FM like about our town club that have been, they're in the game for the first time and someone's picked it. So we were watching that. Um, and it was, it was, so it was that. And then 
during the lockdown, when the lockdown started, of course, Dr. Benji was streaming every day, one till five, his Boston uh, save. So, it, or Bos- Boston, is that how you say it? Boston or Boston? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Boston. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Why can I say that? That feels like I've said that wrong. Anyway, it was, uh, I was, I fell in love with that save really. And um, I was watching it like in the background on the second screen while working a lot. And it just made me think, like, just just give it a go. As I said, everything piled up, and it kind of just made me made me think, like, it's something that I've always wanted to try. I've always I've had a go at making YouTube videos. It's never gone brilliantly. Why don't I just stream something? I've started playing Football Manager a lot. I didn't have loads of friends that played it, to be fair. And I was like, this could be another way to find people who do who do play it. And there wasn't really anything any said research to go into. Of course, I wanted my content to be the best it possibly could be, but I just wanted to give it a go. Just thought, why don't why don't you just do it? Just learn how to use OBS and just give it a go. Well, having looked at your videos, you are without a shadow of a doubt, a very talented individual because with barely any experience in the content creation world, your production style is a very, um, is, a, is of a very high level. Did you know that that was going to be something that stands out from the rest or is it something that you just fell upon? I think I knew I've kind of got this this personality, kind of like a perfectionist in a way where I always 100% want to make everything the best it possibly can be, especially when it comes to content creation, as you say. Of course, the Norwich job plays a massive part in that because every single day I am making videos, I'm shooting different projects, uh, I'm like shooting kit, kit launches and with, with players. So you you have to make sure they look good. So I was like, well, why don't I take what I know from that area and try and make myself look good? And I knew especially youtube is such a saturated market isn't it and you've got people like lelujo who do it fantastically dr benji zealand work the space there's so many people i mean i could go on for ages couldn't i so i knew i had to enter at quite a high bar to even get i don't know 100 views or something do you know what i mean to try and get be get myself noticed so i kind of i'd watched a lot as i said and i I learn a lot from just watching other people and taking in what they do so i knew if i could apply a certain amount of what other people do, but add my own spin and my own personality and how I kind of present to camera, I felt I'd be on the, the right sort of road. But I mean, I've, I've spoken to Kev a lot about it. I didn't know anything about the community itself other than watching. So it was a bit of a guess from that point of view. But production wise, I felt like I know how to set up a camera. I know if I am confident when I'm talking, it will come across a lot better than if I shied away. So it was, yeah, just using that and hoping that the end product looked good. And then in relation to your stream style, your graphics are quite unique and your camera positioning and, and the way that is as well is quite unique as well. Was that by design as well? Yeah, when I started, I uh, so I, I I think it's quite well known. I do it all off a MacBook, but not completely. I've got monitors and keyboards and all that stuff. But the main machine is a MacBook. So when I first started, I used just the, the MacBook camera and uh, I quickly knew that wasn't going to be able to last. If I was going to carry on from this, I would have to move to a a proper camera because as i said with youtube twitch is also a very high bar to start up to get noticed the discoverability on twitch is notoriously quite difficult to come by so i knew i had to set up at at, again quite a high level so i quickly figured that out and got a cam link and i think emily bought it for my birthday who emily is amazing by the way the amount of support she gives me but we'll probably come on to that at some point um she she got me that and i already had a camera as i said from from like doing photos and that with my granddad, with my, with my dad, with my family, other stuff. So I knew if I could hook that up and I could get that going, that's one piece of equipment I don't have to buy, but it would take my, my stream to, to another level in terms of how it looked. And then where I am at the moment, I, I paid more attention to the backgrounds and how you can kind of 
put things in the background to to create a topic and and get people asking and get pe- catch people's eye, eye a bit more so that the lights play play a big part in that um and and the, the different pictures and just just stuff like that really kind of making putting things in place that make the viewer stay for that even if that one second more to make them hear you say something or they they're intrigued by something just to kind of keep them there for that little bit longer if it's enough to kind of get get the hook in and keep them there if you know what i mean a hundred percent and it's really nice to hear that as well because even though you are 21 or 20 i think you were 20 when you started this journey um yeah it's amazing how mature you really are because you are actually thinking about the finer details that would help you stand out. Have you always been more mature than your age is basically what I'm trying to ask. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel more mature than my age, to be fair. Uh, again, I think, it, I think it comes a lot from the job I do and the people that I'm with most of the time because a lot of the videos that I make to do with work, you have to present things in a in an engaging way to get to get people to watch it of course but also in a in a way that stands out from all the other football clubs because very rarely does say another club's fan watch that content if you know if you know what i mean because you support your club so i guess it's a bit of that and trying to get trying to kind of merge those two worlds together in terms of the videos i make and the things i've learned Especially when, like, when it comes to social media as well, and how you structure tweets and your tone of voice on tweets and things like that, yeah. Well, you're also unique in your Twitter as well because when you advertise yourself, you are very personal. You film yourself, don't you, before you start a stream and and what your plans are for that stream. Once again, it's a very unique approach, isn't it? Um, I yeah, I've never really thought about it being unique. To be fair, that that's that, that's kind of what I mean. Though. I put a lot of effort into how everything kind of links together i think well i'd like to think it does hopefully it comes across that way as well i try and i try and as you say advertise the the streams and act on a personal level to kind of show people what what it is without them having to come on to twitch and find football manager and then find me that way as well because of course you like a tweet on twitter and it will be viewed on that that on someone else's newsfeed i could have said that a lot better i realized i could have explained that a bit better but it's all about discoverability that way as well so i'm trying to merge the two together and make sure that when i tweet something you know it's from me because it's the same sort of thing you'd see on a stream from me as well yeah so what skills has being a video producer for norwich city football club given you that's transferable in your content creation world and i know it might seem obvious but i feel like we should just explain because once again you are forward thinking in everything that you do. You are a very impressive individual in everything that you do. I've always been impressed with your quality of you, the way you come across, your production, everything about you. I'm impressed with my friends. Um, so I just want to so ask nice, like, what kind of skills has being a video producer allowed you to do or, or given you um, that you can transfer into this world? So many compliments, Diz. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm as impressive as you're making me out here. All the people watching may disagree, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Mate, I've, I've, I think I've, I've got to know you very well recently. Um, obviously, we're still getting to know each other, but obviously, once again, like, you know, I, I, I only say it if I believe it. And 100%, I'm, every time I speak to you, I'm more and more impressed. So by the end of this, you're going to be a 10 out of 10 in my eyes. I don't, I don't know where you go from there, to be fair. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs>
Yeah. So as a video producer, what skills has that given you that you can transfer into this world? I think when it comes to editing, of course, I mean, I'm editing it all the time. I'm, I'd like to say I'm very fast editing, especially just in the nature of how football is. And I mean, you'll know if you support a football club and you follow football clubs on Twitter, there is not a, the, the videos are gone straight away news doesn't hang around for long if a player is one player of the month we're there if someone scored a goal we're there if they've if they've scored their 50th goal there'll be a montage it'll be there it just doesn't you just don't have time to stop so you so you're on it i love it so much by the way that never take any of this like i'm complaining about it much i love my job and i think it is the best job i could have ever found myself in but yeah editing wise it is so it makes me so much quicker because i spend my whole time looking at premier pro i don't think i've spent a day without it for years now so uh, that obviously helps when it comes to content creation, when it comes to YouTube stuff. It can be a bit of a hindrance, I suppose, because that's that's kind of part of the reason I don't make as many YouTube videos as many people think I should, because I spend all my time making videos. I don't I sometimes find it a bit difficult to then come home and continue to do that because I've spent all day doing it. Uh, so that is definitely one skill which is highly transferable. I think also the the kind of self self-evaluation and reflection, because... Again, when it comes to social media, everything moves so fast. You don't have time to get comfortable in the, in the way that your videos look or the way things are produced. You have to be on the top of your game. And especially it goes back to bringing in new fans into, say, the Norwich scene. You have to make sure that you are better than the rest of the clubs around. So I knew that coming into it, I knew that my videos and my streams had to be better than the people around me or, or, or at least constantly getting better, getting up to that level. So... I try to never keep anything the same for very long and I'm always trying to move move on. It comes back to being a perfectionist again. I'm always looking for the next thing which can hopefully propel me to that next level and kind of keep me up with everyone else or just, just as I say, just take me to the next level, not worrying about anyone else, just taking me that far. It's amazing because you're always looking forward, aren't you? you it seems like you're never satisfied. Um, you, you always want to take that next step. Yeah. Uh, Emily, Emily will tell you, just from a, a fact of of watching other people she came in she came in recently actually um i was just sitting here just editing i think i think it might have been it might have been a day off so i don't think i was working but i always had i always have a stream on all the time i do a lot of what i i watch a lot of what i do so if i'm making a lot of youtube videos at the time i will constant constantly be watching football manager youtube but now i'm streaming a lot more i will always have a stream on and that's mainly because i've got a lot of friends like i'll always have your stream on if you're about i'll be lurking in the corner yeah. Or someone like uh, Mike Sweet Leffer. I mean, me and him are quite close. But anyone, really. I mean, there's so many people to choose from now. And she came in. She was like, it is relentless. You never stop watching it. I was like, oh, yeah, now, now you say it. Like, I'll be, I don't know, I'll be brushing my teeth before I go to bed. And I'll have one on my phone. I'll always be watching, just so intrigued about what people are doing and how I can change and how I can improve just from solely looking at what other people have done before, whether that's something that I want to, not, not directly copy, of course, but I like the idea of, I mean, how many things are, sadly original nowadays not really that yeah. many but then even it maybe it's something looking at i think i do not want to do that i just don't want to do that. that's not me but then i know they've done it and i see how it works whether it's worked well or something like that so it's, it's constantly just keeping up with what's around you keeping up with that social media vibe and making sure that you're at least hanging on at the back if you're not if you're not leading the way and kind of trailblazing i suppose it's um a secret's only a secret um up until the first time you put it on stream isn't it so yeah, ultimately yeah, yeah. then it is, as long as you don't directly copy, it's a case of just moving forward and just kind of adding elements of that to your stream. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even if, especially with streaming, I think 
people that do it realize even if you tried to copy someone else like you will develop your own style and how you end up doing it anyway so you can you can see what people do and i mean we all play the same game at the end of the day if you're looking at football manager wise so there's only so much you could do to make it different to everyone else's um so it's fair to say you've streamed and created videos on youtube on and off so there's been times where you've been streaming and then you've taken a month off here and there and that's the same with your youtube now you touched upon it earlier on but is there a reason why like you have kind of done that is there a reason why you have stopped creating videos or stopped streaming for a period of time when it comes to the videos it, yeah it goes back to how i said earlier there there are days or there are periods at norwich where it gets super busy there's lots of projects on so i was finding it difficult to come back and then sit down and edit for so long and i mean if i could if i could afford an editor i would be away i would be recording videos all the time because i love playing games i love talking to the camera i just sometimes sit then afterwards and i I'm like, oh, I've now, got to, I've now got to sit here and edit it. And I think even though I'd say, as I said, I'm quite fast editing things, I sit there and I have to make sure it's as close to perfect as possible. And that's something that is probably a downfall in a certain extent because I think with video creation, you get to a point where it starts to become a bit like diminishing returns. You can, you can stay for ages and I can stay for ages making sure this frame is cut bang on perfectly, but no one else will notice except me because I'm the one that makes that video. And I think it's the same with a lot of people make content you're the only one that will notice where that mistake is because you're the one that sat there and edited edited it for that long so yeah it sometimes from that point that's probably why i don't make enough enough youtube videos and there are plans to, to go back to it uh, i just think i have to be a bit more smart in how i do it and kind of maybe get that bulk of i don't know a few videos in the bank so that when there are difficult times or times where i'm not feeling it i've got those in the bank ready to go and hopefully i can then avoid having a a massive long break which i'm on at the moment i don't think i've uploaded since i don't know january maybe it's, it's been yeah. a while uh twitch twitch is a bit different when i so when i started i started in april as i said and um or as you said i don't I, you said it i was like wow it's nearly been a year <laughs> yeah, um, exactly that's crazy I, I had a massive break i think i did april to august ish and i think it was it was maybe five days a week 7 30 slot everyone every my little community that we built knew they were all there bang on 7 30 and i used to i think I, as i said i streamed a lot and i loved it and it was so much fun and it was kind of it got to a point where i was like wow like, this is this is this is heavy now this is like where do i go i, I felt like not that, not that i'd reached like as as good as i could get because i'm always trying to improve and i mean i look i look at my streams from then now and i'm like what what was i doing like that is that is not good. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I guess it was kind of a bit of like a, maybe a bit of a burnout to a certain extent. Yeah. I, I kind of maybe did the same thing for too long. And then I was just like, oh, like, what, what do I do now? And I think looking back, even though the break was way too long, it was the best thing possible because I came back and I had redesigned everything. I had upped a few different things. I changed, I changed just about everything other than, other than me. And the, and the way that I spoke to camera, I guess, I changed everything. New alerts, new designs, new transition, new uh, just layout on the stream. And I think that gave it a real big boost. And it took it so far. Like, I look at my old graphics now, and I literally drew them on my phone. And, it, I, and I, I'm amazed. As I said, like, I'm on about me being a perfectionist. And I look at that, and I'm like, what was I doing? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it helped having the break, but I just wish it wasn't that long. And I'm hoping now, there's, there's of course, it's going to be difficult times again where there's a lot going on just in life. Life will get in the way. But I'm hoping that at that point, I can just maybe, 
it, at, at very worst, take a couple of weeks off or just drop the streams down so there's maybe two a week instead of four a week or something like that, you know. So I've learned that it's not a good idea to have that much of a break. <laughs> and I kind of knew that already, but sometimes it's going to be inevitable. Well, it also sounds like you were obviously working full time. You said yourself that you had some personal issues you were dealing with. You were streaming from half seven, five times a week. It seems like maybe now you've also learned, because I know your new schedule is pretty bespoke, as in it, it's what you can do during that week, as well as trying to find some balance, I feel. It seems like you've learned that lesson as well. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. Uh, as I said, the half seven every night was brilliant. And I, I think, I echo it to everybody. I don't mean you know it is. Consistency <laughs> is massive in the in this game. If you upload five times a week, people will find you. If you stream five times a week, people will find you. If you can be consistent and do it at the same time, people will find you even more because they'll always see your name. Even if they don't click it, every night they'll see, oh, that guy's streaming again. Oh, mm. that guy's streaming again. And eventually the, the curiosity or the intrigue will get enough and it will get too much and they'll click on you and you'll be there. Sadly, at the moment, I can't stream half seven every night or half seven four times a week or three times a week. I have to, as you say, change to what I can do. And that does help me in a way because as you said, like I can now fit streams around what else is happening and I never have to worry like, oh, I normally stream on a Wednesday night and I, I can't do that. And I do try and keep it as consistent as possible. But yeah, I kind of have to work around life. <laughs> so I, I will release weekly schedules on Twitter and in the Discord so people know when that is. And I try and plan it a week ahead. It's never perfect. But I just aim for three or four streams a week. It's normally in the evenings. We do maybe day streams on weekends. But yeah, just trying to find that time to work it around normal life but still making sure that i'm producing enough content for people to find out who i am and keep the the community that i've already got really see i'm listening to you and you sound so driven so driven <laughs> is that fair to say that you you want to a hundred percent this isn't a hobby for you it's something that you actually want to do going forward in the long term yes and no i i would say i am i'm very driven and I am in a lot of things, especially when it comes to this kind of content creation thing. Like at work, I'm, I'm the same. I'm like, we always want to get better. We always want to push ourselves. We always want to be seen as the best video team about. And it's the same here. I want my content to be looked at and be like, yeah, this guy is good. This guy knows what he's doing and he's good. And I see, like I hear, I listen to a lot of stuff. And by the way, the Dr. Benji one was unbelievable of the Scouting Center. And I listen to him and and the stuff he says and kind of the stuff he says about Zealand and how we all sit there and we say, this, this, this geezer has, has got it. Yeah. He is doing something completely different to anyone else. And the way he markets himself and the way he he's kind of going a bit mainstream in the way he 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 makes his videos look, if you know what I mean. He plays the game, everyone says, does the algorithm, works on the algorithm very well. And I I, I, I don't I never want to be com well, I suppose I do want to be compared to people to a certain extent, but I want people to look at my stuff and say, This geezer's good. He knows what he's doing. Even if I'm not anywhere near the top, which trust me, I know I am nowhere near. I feel like I'm just starting as I said, but yeah. I I want to take it as far as I can, but whether I want it to be a full-time thing, I think it would hopefully eventually get to the point where I'd have to choose maybe a full-time thing or or carry on what I'm doing. But I love what I do in my day-to-day -day work as well. And this is kind of more than a hobby to a certain extent, because as you say, that the, the drive and the commitment I kind of put into it is almost like a second job in a way, uh, but it's a very fun second job but it does take a lot of work. So I think it's a difficult one. It's not one I've really thought about. You've kind of sprung that one on me there. <laughs> but that, that was me completely thinking out loud. So if that made any sense, then happy days. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of your, um, your rise, 
and how much work you put into this. Dr. Benji famously said on the content clinic that I did with Lelujo that if you carried on with your YouTube, you would have 20,000 subs within a year. I've obviously called Dr. Benji the head of the table on the last episode of the Scouting Centre and if you haven't viewers, go and check it out after this one. How did that make you feel though to hear the head of the table say that about you? Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a wow moment to be fair. I, I've had conversations with, with, with Kev and Ben about it and they have said, just do it. Just do it and you will... and you will grow if you if you can get enough videos out you will grow and i sit there and i think thank you for that for saying that 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 is mad to get that sort of praise from as you say people who are doing it for a living and hopefully know what good content is when they see it so that was massive and i don't know it's a bit it's not regret in a way but i sit there and i think yeah if only i had more hours in the day uh that i could do it and yeah, I, I don't know. It, I suppose, hopefully you can sense that like, I want to do it. I would love to be uploading five times a week and smashing things out. But I don't feel like at the time, at this at this point in talking, I have enough time outside of work. Because the hours are long. Like Again, not complaining at all. I love it so much. But the hours, it is, it is long to, 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 be, to do what we do. So to then come home and create those videos and stream to the best of my ability three or four times a week, upload five times i don't think at this point in time i can do both to a standard for a long enough period of time that i'm not gonna just burn out on a heap on the floor yeah it's and I, i'm working on a way on how to figure it out and i really really want to figure it out because i want to make youtube videos and I, and I love making youtube videos but then i love streaming as well so it's so hard it's so hard to do both at the same time and there's probably people sitting there who are like how is it how is it hard how is it hard to to make youtube videos and in a in a way you're right but it does take a lot of work and again i'm a perfectionist so it would probably take me longer because i want everything to be so perfect and i think i could i could probably make videos which aren't as perfect as they need to be five times a week or three times a week to get it going again but my brain won't let me do that <laughs> so yeah it's difficult isn't it because you've got so much to balance and then on top of that you're also in a committed relationship with tiktok sensation emily clark <laughs> over ten thousand followers is it Ten thousand, fifty-four thousand. Fifty. so definitely over ten thousand followers so i just want to just, confirm just that. about yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um how supportive has she been and how is it being with a TikTok sensation. <laughs> TikTok sensation. I love it. Make sure you go follow at Emily C Taps, everybody. 100%. Uh, I'll put the link <laughs> in the description. Oh, she'll love that. She'll be all over that. Um, yeah, she is amazing, to be fair to her. I probably don't tell her enough how uh, lucky I am to have her support me. And she's always in the streams. You know, she comes in your streams. She'll come and watch your streams. And, and she always says, is this streaming today? And she sings your song, your follow song to me. Um, so, yeah, sh she is amazing. She's helped me a lot. And she kind of puts things into perspective sometimes. So say I've had a bad stream and there's not been many people about, she'd be like, yeah, but you've still had this many people. Like, and, and it's so hard. And people say, don't look at numbers. And I commend anybody that doesn't look at numbers. I know you don't, Diz. No, happy days, mate. That's impressive how you don't. Um, and it, I don't think it changes the way I stream, but you notice it. You do sit there and you notice it. So 
yeah but on the other hand as well if, if i've had an amazing stream and there's been loads of people there she'd be like well hold on a minute it's just one stream like don't worry about that it's just one stream just go again the next day and see if you can do it again because you are still nowhere <laughs> so she's very good and she as i said she she uh, she supports me endlessly she she watches all my videos before they go out she helps me make decisions on on different things and yeah she is she is amazing it is difficult sometimes because i have to spend a lot of evenings uh up here talking to a camera and talking to people in the chat rather than being with her and i think that does frustrate her at times but yeah she is she is amazing to be fair to her because content creation as well as your day job does consume a large portion of your waking life isn't it and then and then you've obviously got to be um an, an excellent boyfriend to somebody who's also so supportive towards you yeah yeah excellent boyfriend i wonder what she'd think whether whether i am or not i don't know i know it's you quite... now she better say she better say excellent <laughs> boyfriend i told you by the end of this you're going to be a 10 <laughs> <laughs> hopefully um yeah it's quite funny though because we both started this so she started her tiktoks in in lockdown as well i think she kind of she she saw she was furloughed so uh that obviously wasn't too great but yeah. um she um saw me streaming i was like oh trust me it's so fun just just make something it's like so much fun and she she found TikTok and obviously does a lot of tap dancing anyway and uh, kind of found her niche and it didn't work for ages. And then there was a, there was a period, I don't know why, I just turned into the Emily, Emily Clark podcast here. Um, <laughs> but she, uh, she started again and she was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it properly and analyze everything kind of the same way that I analyze everything football manager wise. And then, yeah, it's, it's boomed. So it's quite nice that we both have our like little kind of worlds where we kind of try and, make each other better and like, I'll always support her TikToks and and stuff like that and help her with stuff like that and then she always kind of gives that back when it comes to streaming stuff so yeah that's 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 nice um you mentioned earlier about the fact that you started streaming April 2020 because you received some some bad news how did content creation help you overcome that it gave me something else to focus on so without without going in it, into it too much, I wasn't I was unsure whether I would or not, and uh, I had some conversations with some other people, and I don't think it's wise if I went totally into it. But, which is um, fine. Which is fine. Yeah, yeah, it's not really my thing to say. Is what we kind of come to the conclusion of. Um, but yeah, some pretty awful news within a family illness, quite like a, a very close family member, and at that point, at that point, we just got into lockdown, and it was just. My, my me me my sister uh, my mum and my stepdad in the house and it was like it was consuming all of us every day we were just there and it was just a lot of what especially at the start when we first found out so you can think about so i was still working as i said which of course it was hard to find that motivation to sit there and concentrate so a lot of the times there was always a second stream second screen as i said which was a stream most yeah. of the time most of the time being Dr. Benji and his Boston series. I still can't say it. Is that his save uh, with Rambo Rivi and, and squads. And I just thought, this is, this is how I can kind of escape for a few hours a day. And I can put my mind to it. And I know it's something that I've always thought about it. So why don't I just go for it and see what happens? So I uh, messaged a few friends at work and I said, I'm going to give this a go. What do you think? And they were like, yeah, run with it. Why not? Don't say anything that'll get you in trouble. And yep. I was like, yeah, okay, that's a good shout. Um, and go, and go for it. And I, I remember firing up my laptop one day, downloading Streamlabs and OBS and just thinking, yeah, let's just 
let's just see. And it went a lot better than I thought, <laughs> basically. And people started speaking to me in, in my stream and it kind of, as I said, gave me that, that escapism that I needed at that, at that time. So, and now, now it's this, <laughs> so yeah. No, it's amazing. And you've obviously accomplished so much in such a short amount of time. And I'm glad that content creation could help you in that dark period. What has been your streaming highlight so far? I think there's one that stands out, which wasn't on my stream, uh, which was, of course, being on the lowdown, being involved in the, the streamer showdown, which is massive. Like Again, it goes back to I remember sitting there and I remember being in a, ben, in a Dr. Benji stream when he was saying how, oh, yeah, we're going to start this thing. It's called the streamer showdown. It's going to be, I think it was, it was less creators at the start, wasn't it? But it was basically, I remember seeing the original the original thread on Twitter and thinking, oh, yeah, that would be cool to watch. And then fast forward to here and I was asked to be in it and I was like, wow, like that is, that's the recognition that I have worked for in a way. Like that, it, it's amazing to have, to have been asked and then to be on it, it, it was even, it was even better. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. So can you go into how that call came about and how did you feel when you got it? <laughs> super proud, super <laughs> proud to be fair. It, not, not necessarily in shock, but it was like, Oh wow, these guys are actually watching. They they know who I am, which was the first thing. Um, it was quite. It wasn't the first time though that I'd been asked. So the first time, I think Ben asked me twice before to be on it, and that was way back. That was uh, maybe July, July, July time, I think. Um, and I was on maybe August, but we went we went away with uh, preseason with Norwich. So I was like, oh, I'm I'm literally not in the country. So. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm I'm not about. And I think he asked me a time before, and there might have been a, a Norwich game or something um, that I was working. So he, I, I knew before that he that he kind of knew who I was, um, which was cool. But then I didn't hear anything for ages, and I had that break, and it all went wrong. And I was like, all right, well that's gone. But I'll focus on myself, and I'll work hard, and I'll see where we go. And then yeah, it's the same sort of thing. He messaged me uh, maybe three weeks before it, and just said, hello mate, let me know when you're about. And I was like, uh, I had a little inkling, of course. So I was like, mm, is it to do with the showdown? Maybe. And then I kind of talked myself out of it. I told Emily, she was like, nah, probably not. Probably just wants to talk to you about some editing or something. I was like, yeah, 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 you're probably right. And then he asked me and I was like, yeah, 100%. Like I am, I am definitely, and we jumped in the call and he, and he showed me everything. And it's like a military run operation, the showdown and the lowdown. And it is very impressive. Having worked on a lot of shoots and with a lot of different companies and things like that in producing things, they they know how to organize something. They are all over it. The, the amount of work, I know everyone says it, um, but the amount of work that Ben and Matt Nerdphonic put in, and to be fair, a lot of the guys put in to make it happen is outstanding. And it is, yeah, it's, it's a very big project, which I think, uh, I mean, we all see the results are amazing from it. So it's worth it. But yeah, it was a little bit, a little bit, I don't know whether surreal is the, the right word because... I kind of felt if I worked as hard as I could, I was at the standard to eventually get um, get contacted again. But yeah. I didn't expect it to happen that soon again, I think, is the idea, is the, is the word, wording. Yeah. <laughs> so then you're on the lowdown. So firstly, I want to commend you because you slotted right in. Like You would have known it was your first lowdown. And I think many people said that. I was in the chat. I was seeing the chat. I was spamming your emote. Um, <laughs> I saw it. Don't worry. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, but it looked like you'd always been there. So you were natural. On Saturday <laughs> evening, you, as well as the other people in the lowdown, were on the front page of Twitch. 
this was your yeah. first lowdown. How did that feel? And did you understand what was happening at the time? Uh, it it was, yeah, it was crazy. I was actually okay, more okay with that than I was the Thursday draft at the start, to be honest. That at the start, I've never been so nervous. I'll tell you what, dude, a little, yeah. little uh, exclusive. It kind of happened at the start of this. I was fine. Literally fine. And then you started introing it and I was like, whoa, hold on, Nate, what's happening here? Like, this is going to ask me questions here. What's, I'm not ready for this. And it was, it was like that as well. Like I sat on the call beforehand. I was chill. I was ready. I, I did my research. I took days off work the days before to make sure my research was there and on point. Yeah. And then Matt started to do the intro and he was like 10 seconds left. And I was like, oh no, like, am, I, am I ready for this? My face started to shake and everything. I was like, oh no. But then once we got to the Saturday, once, to be fair, after the first five minutes, once once I'd said the first thing and, and that, I was fine again. Like I, I imagine if if I ever do something on a on a big scale again or, or again get invited to do another know, podcast somewhere, the same thing happened again. It's really weird. Uh, but yeah, once we got to the the front page stuff, it was like, yeah, oh, mate, I'm, I'm in my stride now. I'm there. Like The same now, like if we were now streaming to... I don't know, 3,000 people. Or it was like 7,000, I think, the highest or yeah. something. Um, I'd be fine again because I'm in that stride now. But yeah, when looking back now and you look at that that VOD and it's got 150k views, I was like, wow, like that is mad. That is a mental amount of people. <laughs> and it's all about just managing yourself, isn't it? And now you acknowledge that that's something that is part of you. It's easier to manage as you go forward. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, every time, I remember coming off the Thursday... And I went to see Emily because she watched it as she always would see. And she was one with you spamming in my emotes. I saw it. Um, and I went to and I was like, I was awful there. Like, what was I doing there? She's like, no, you weren't that bad. But like even every day, like the Saturday, I was like, I was a bit better today. The Saturday I thought was my best day because I could just zone into the football manager, literally say what was going on. And then hopefully I'd made sense when uh, Matt threw, uh, threw the uh, microphone to me. But um, I came out of it every time like, oh, man, I've. I've got to do better than that. Like the, th like the Sunday, I sat there and of course the interviews are happening. And I think I said, I asked a question like two interviews and I was like, man, why have I not, why have I not spoke more then? Like, I was so annoyed at myself. I was like, I'm literally here to ask the questions and I've sat here and done nothing. And then I got after him and he was like, oh no, you were good asking the questions. You asked a good question to FNG. And, that. and I was like, yeah, I did, but I should have been better. And then I, I didn't expect the, the, the messages I received and like the, the reception I got on people's chats from it chats when they were like i mean even from you then to say that i slotted in perfectly i was I, it still was like wow really because i thought i was so far below i mean the panel i was working with was amazing hmm. dupes quality curtis quality and me and mike have i've been speaking since the start since we both started this and of course matt helped me loads um in in terms of before during and then afterwards giving me feedback on what i can improve on so uh, i felt i was a i was very below the standard of the people around me but hopefully i mean as as people said i'm not sure whether people are saying it just to be nice but they're saying that i did an okay job so that's that's really nice to hear no no you definitely did you definitely did in the lead up to it was there anyone who um helped you more than anyone else in the lead up to the lowdown um i th i think mike played a big part of course i knew mike quite well before and as i said I i'd say he's probably the person i'm most closest to within the community when ben gave me the first like discord call about it and telling me like making sure i was going to be in it and telling me the dates and things like that he added me to the discord and of course it says like josh peach has landed in the discord and i remember mike messaging me as that happened saying oh my god you're in welcome in i'm so happy and i was like wow like this this is this is big and then uh, later that night he he called me and he was just saying like they're going to ask you to look for 
uh, this, you get assigned a positional group and you have to look for your, your top picks, your worst picks, your, all of that. So he helped me a lot. And, and I had so many questions. Ben said, he goes on about the meeting that we, that we have on the Sunday night afterwards. And he said that he said in that he was like, uh, not to embarrass you, Josh, but um, I love the fact that every day you, there was a Discord message saying, do I need to know about this? Can you tell me what I need to know about this? Like, uh, do I need to research that? And I was like, uh, yeah, I, I asked a lot, a lot of questions there. But like the same with Mike. I was, I was sending all the questions I sent to Ben. I sent 20 more of those to Mike to make sure <laughs> I was ready. Um, but yeah, Mike was a massive help to me and he continues to be in every day. I speak to Mike every day. So uh, yeah, he's, he was a massive help with, in that. And I was quite glad that I had him next to me um, on the panel. But yeah, he helped a lot. Mike's amazing, to be fair. Oh, Mike is sweet left foot. He was also being on the Sky oh, yeah, Center episode that. five. <laughs> um, and yeah, Mike is absolutely amazing, isn't he? And he goes above and beyond for, for quite a lot of people. So it's nice to see that he was so helpful towards yourself as well. Um, I know he's got all the time in the world for everyone, to be fair, when he's awake. Yeah, he does. Yeah, very true. <laughs> What's been your favourite save so far that you've done on your stream? The Arsenal save we did at the start of uh, FM21 was mad. The fact that we were able to win everything eventually was quite cool. Um, I think the, the JP Lennox one we're doing at the moment is a lot different than anything I've ever done in terms of kind of put, creating a club around my brand, but then also merging it with the team just right down the road from me as well. So that's quite cool. Uh, we're only in the infancy of that, though, because everything's going wrong. So we're uh, <laughs> not getting very far. Um, but I'm hoping that that turns out to be the best the best uh, save I've ever done. But I hadn't played loads of Football Manager really until I started streaming it. Like last year's game um, was the most I'd ever played. And I think that was around 500 hours. And I don't think, I don't really know, but I don't think that's a lot of hours in terms of uh, most people that play it regularly in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Arsenal save was pretty mad. It was the first time I'd, I'd won a Champions League, which makes me look like a proper FM noob, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, we did it and we did it on stream. I didn't tell anyone that until after I did it. So uh, at least... Uh, I did have that one in the, in the bank. But yeah, we won everything in that. We built a, a super team, HMS Esperland with Esposito and Haaland up top. That was that was quite cool. Uh, so yeah, there was there was a lot of good moments in that save. And we built a, a mad team. It was crazy. <laughs> and then I want to ask you from the opposite end, what have you found most difficult about streaming and how have you overcome these difficulties? Mm, let me think about this one. consistency is massive i know i touched on it earlier but to find that time to do it all the time and making sure you're putting yourself out there i think sometimes trying to it doesn't happen very often because a lot of the times I'm, I'm up to stream like i'm in the mood to stream because i love it and as, as we've said before like i want to make myself better all the time but there are times when you don't feel like streaming you don't feel like putting yourself out there and especially like in the way that i stream i'd say you're similar we put a lot of energy into how we are kind of there and and uh present presenting ourselves in our stream and even though i i, I do kind of approach streaming in a way where i can keep at a consistent energy level not going too high all the time and not being too low and kind of consistency because i think first impressions is a massive thing but that's a different different topic uh there are days where you have an awful day at work or you're just not feeling, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and you're thinking, I am not in the mood to be laughing and joking about accordions and custard creams and <laughs> and us losing 18 games in the spin or something mad. So that sometimes can be a bit difficult. Um, and I think it's, I think Ben said this actually in, in one of his streams, if you're not feeling the stream, the worst thing you can do is go out there and stream. 
Because if you are sitting there and you are in a mood and it's obvious to see, it's not good content for anyone to watch. And you're actually damaging your perception as a streamer rather than enhancing it because you're streaming again and adding another stream to your to your deck, shall we say. So that can sometimes be a bit difficult, but I think you just have to take the time and make sure you're not doing it too much that you can't handle it yourself, I'd say. You're obviously one of the up-and-comers in content creation. Things are going really well for you. You're absolutely, um, yeah, you're absolutely running with it. What were your initial goals, and did you have any? Affiliate was always a massive thing. If we're looking at, if we're looking at Twitch specifically, because I mm. thought that gave me a bit more uh, kind of validation in what I was doing. It was kind of a first little goal to hit. Looking back at it now, I'm like, well, why didn't? It, well, to be fair, a lot of it was down to just run with it and see what happens. And then once it started to get, once I was saying getting two people, which wasn't just my mum and my stepdad and Emily or whatever, and that's that's three people I know I can count. But when it wasn't uh, like people within my immediate family, it was in like, oh, okay, see if you can get to 50 followers and affiliate. And then once I hit that, I was like, ah, oh, well, but like, not where do I go from here? But like, there's no more goal i really had in mind it was just like just go for it and see what happens so i think now of course you've got to look look far i mean i never thought i'd get a thousand followers like when i hit that recently i was like wow that that is a bit mental um and I, by the way i will say i don't think i would class myself as up and coming in the creation world i feel like once you've been about a year and you've had like a six month break that that title might have been gone by now but um yeah i 11 I months, think, 11 months. 11 months, yeah, yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. <laughs> I'll keep it for one more month and then, okay. we'll, see, then we'll get rid of it. <laughs> I think partners got to be something that you look at. Again, I think in a way, like when I, I think I heard about Duke talk about this again on the Scouting Centre. What a great job you do, Diz. Thank you. Uh, it's just a bit of validation, which is just a tick next to your name, really. Not not much really changes. But I think that, that tick for me is is a a symbol of hard work and dedication and something that, I'd like to associate with myself so that more so, again, I suppose, again, is, is looking at validation. People that don't know Twitch, you can say, well, yeah, look, I'm everyone. If you're verified on Twitter, everyone's be like, oh, hold on, who's this guy? But then if you're verified on Twitch, it, it, to people that don't know, it kind of shows like, because there's so many people that don't know. Like people that found my my streams at work and that they're like, I said, so what do, what do you do? Like you just you just play football manager and, and talk to strangers. I'm like, well, yeah, basically. But um, it's quite fun. Trust me, get involved. So yeah, I don't know whether it's a bit more like kind of validation, but yeah, as I said, that's to get that symbol and get to get to that, put enough work in to get to that level, which is way off for me at the moment. But to aim for that, I think I'll be going in the right direction if I hit it one day. A large part of your streams are discussions about custard creams and bourbons. <laughs> so you are firmly on the custard cream fence to the point where I believe you got some birthday presents recently, which were actually packs of custard creams. Yep, the way it is, mate. I'm showing the camera right now. I've got three packs in my hand. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> and you got something like a thousand of them to eat before, what is it, August? Yeah, so uh, someone decided to buy me 21 packs of custard creams for my birthday, as it, was, as it was my 21st birthday. I did get some other packs from other people. Uh, it's quite funny because the only the only people that know that I that I am obsessed with custard cream, should we say, are the other stream, the people that watch the stream. So that that is that is quite funny how it's kind of mixed with say real life stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it is true that I do love custard creams a lot, but it was. 
when it first started, it was when I first came back to streaming, and it was a bit of a a bit of a plan, <laughs> which makes me look very dodgy. But it, I'll explain. Yeah. So when I came back, of course, I hadn't been about for so long, and I needed something. I needed to do everything I could to get people into my stream. So I thought, create a debate of some sort, not a not a not a dodgy debate that was going to get me in any trouble or cause me any issues, but just a fun debate. So I titled my stream one day, Custard Creams are the ultimate biscuit, prove me wrong. So I had people joining my stream from all over the place saying, mate, you are so wrong, Jaffa Cakes are better or whatever. And I'd be, I'd be like, come on then, you tell me why Jaffa Cakes are better. They're not even a, they're not even a biscuit to start off with. <laughs> and then people would stay in and then, then, they'd, then they'd follow and they'd talk for ages. And then suddenly Up the Custards was born. I think uh, Gaming Armadillo came up with it. And then that is now our, our stream hashtag. Um, and then people are buying me custard creams and we've got a custard cream emo and everything. So it's, of course, it's true. I love custard creams, but it started off as a way as kind of getting my foot back in the door and getting people to join. And then it, it's kind of blown up into this massive thing. And, and I love it. I love it so much. But um, yeah, it was it was quite tactical in a way. <laughs> I don't oh, know if I should be exposing that or not, but it is. <laughs> no, but it's creating content, isn't it? And obviously you were content creator, so you have latched onto something to create content. Yeah, yeah. I never thought it would turn out to be this big a thing. I thought I'd do it for a few streams and I'd drop it and turn on to something else. Like, um, I, I kind of had a plan to write these things and maybe go on to like uh, meal deals or something or or crisps. I think I tried it once. I think I did like crisps for one and it just didn't work. And I was like, no, just stick with the custard creams and we'll, we'll go with this. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it it worked. And that was a massive thing. And now I've got about, as you say, like a thousand <laughs> custard creams to eat before August the 7th or something. And also on the flip side of that is you have this long running feud against Bourbons. So my <laughs> question to you, Josh, is where did this feud start and how long can you hold a grudge against them? It started with the main man, Sweet Love Foot. Of course, he, he comes up and everything. Uh, I think he actually started it by making a Bourbon emote just to come and use in my channel to wow. uh, prove that custard creams weren't a thing uh, or weren't as good as Bourbons. So uh, that that's how it started. Uh, and then, yeah, I just, I, I, d I don't actually hate Bourbons. So that's a bit of an exclusive. Wow. I just like custard creams better. But people seem to think that because I love custard creams, I have to hate Bourbons. So I just kind of ran with it. I was like, yeah, right, I'll just hate them for a bit. Um, <laughs> But no, I do. I do quite like them. To be fair, again, they're not. They're, they're not. I haven't got a thousand bourbons, so that shows you how how much I like them. Um, but but yeah. So Sweet Left Foot is the one to blame for that. He made the emote. I, I think he might have got rid of it now. So uh, I made my custard cream one, and I've obviously reigned supreme after that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sweet Left Foot is the one to blame. Dang that, Mike! Hey, dang that, Mike! <laughs> <laughs> um, which brings on to my um question now going forward what are your plans in for the future in relation to content creation you did mention the purple tick and um, becoming a partner what are your long-term plans i think that's quite a long-term plan to be fair we're quite quite away from it um as i said that's kind of i was just thinking about the answer that i said it, it kind of that that is a goal but more so as i said just just for the hard work like i'm not in twitch to be a partner type thing if you know what i mean but that symbolizes a real like it's a good it's a good marker to use as a goal to get to but that is as i said that's quite far away yet but that is something that i would like uh, to get to i want to get back to the youtube game i want to be consistent across both platforms uh i don't i don't really plan that far in the future uh because i want to that might be a bad thing but i want to 
kind of improve every day. So I just want to make things as best as I can every day. Like this, this background behind me, I'm looking at, at my camera here and I'm just thinking that like, there are things around that that I want to improve just to take even that 2%. Again, it's diminishing returns. Like he's going to really notice, but it's just the little things really daily that are hopefully going to add to that big picture and, uh, and uh, yeah, take me, take me further on, I suppose. So then what's the best thing about being a content creator so far? It is the most fun thing, could have said that better, that I've ever, uh, ever tried to do, ever put my mind to. It is so much fun to sit there and play a game that I used to spend uh, hours playing on my own because it's, this, it's a single, mainly single player game. But to then have that chat next to you and interact with people and share these great moments, win the Champions League and have your chat going nuts next to you and they're totally invested and what you're doing, like building this really little community that we're all pulling in the same direction. We all love custard creams and and we all want to see the JP Lynn. It's a club that literally is named after my brand and my channel. People are getting involved in and renaming regens and jumping in my Discord to talk about it. And yeah, to just the, the community vibe. I mean, the FM community in in terms of all the streamers is amazing and so supportive and uh, something that I've never been part of from that sense. I never thought it'd be be like that i thought you'd kind of be like on your own and not not necessarily enemies with every, everyone else but i didn't think it'd be this collaborative and and how everyone's pushing each other on and want to grow the game status and and the the platform on twitch as a whole um together so both of those things creating your own little community and sharing these moments with people but then also having uh that connection or little like group of streamers that you're connected to that become kind of kind of friends really i suppose like i speak to you guys we will not speak to real life people at the moment being stuck inside most of the time so yeah, both of those things are, are great about it. Is there anything you do differently so far in relation to your content creation? Never have that break. Never, ever have that six-month break. That was I was on I was on a roll, man. I I felt like if I if I could go back, I'd maybe have a little bit of a break, but I would never have as much. Not even now with the YouTube, like that's why I'm so kind of reluctant to jump back in it too soon because I want to be in a position where I can keep it up even. Even if it's as low as one video a week, which I would probably be okay, but I don't. I want to do more than that if I'm going to get back into it. So the, the breaks are something that I would just definitely take out because it doesn't help anything. It can It the algorithm won't like you. Uh, the viewers will find someone else to watch. They'll unfollow you. So yeah, the the breaks are something that I would definitely not do again to to that much of an extent. Anyway, it just didn't really help the content or the growth at all and i mean but saying that though as i said i'm, I'm going on i'm i'm i'm, I'm, on, I'm on one here dude, so I'm, I'm just thinking out loud so i'm gonna i'm gonna carry on for a minute sorry yeah, carry on. Um, <laughs> but but saying that i mean the break as i said since january the first to now i have doubled my follow account so obviously the break did something it refreshed me enough to come back with this new look and stuff like that to, to double everything in two months so i suppose in the way the break helped but i would never do it for as long I'll have a break for as long again. I wish I could go back and erase half, even half of it would make a massive difference and it would still be a three-month break. So that's good. Well, ultimately, you said yourself you were kind of burnt out and a break is required. Obviously, you say you wouldn't take that break as long, which is fair enough, but the break was still required, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And as I said, like I look, I look at my streams now compared to what they were before, they are so much better. It gave me that time to watch more, look back at my stuff. I spend a lot of time looking at my stuff and comparing it to other people um, to make sure that 
as I said, it can be as best as possible. And having that having that amount of time, let me literally strip everything back to basics. I deleted all of my OBS scenes and started again and said, right, we're going to build it again. And I really should have saved it to look back on, but I just got rid of them all. So, uh, but yeah, where I am now compared to where 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 I was then is a massive difference in quality in in terms of numbers and 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 in terms of quality. So I think it definitely helps something. Yeah. And going forward, what are your aims? And 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 I'm I'm going towards the streamer showdown here. Um, maybe potentially becoming Josh one time, <laughs> Peachy one time, maybe yeah, even for Peachy Dr. one time. <laughs> maybe. I mean, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? That would be crazy. Uh, again, I think I'm probably quite a way off that. Uh, I'll take being in the lowdown again. That would be that. Even that would be pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, it's it's a massive event which is expertly run, and the and and the group of people that are involved are amazing. So uh, every chance that I get to be involved in that, I will 100% snap their hands off. Um, it's something that everyone wants to be involved in. I think. I think if you do it. Um, so yeah, I mean, it'd be amazing to be involved in the actual showdown. I'm, I'm quite bad at the game though, so that might go, might not might not go down too well. Um, we'll, we'll see. It's crazy, isn't it? Because like when you look at the production value of the showdown, and now I, I think I can speak to you about this because you've just come into it. Did you realise how much work went into it? Because it is when you look at it from the outside, it is so professional. And bear in mind, this is being run by a group of streamers who. Haven't probably got the production of Sky Sports, for instance, but it's a show that is pretty similar towards it. Yeah, I mean, I, I know they will love the fact that you've compared it to Sky Sports there. <laughs> uh, I think even though they are just a group of streamers, as you say, they are a very special group of streamers. And as as I said, especially Matt and, and Dr. Benji at the top, like those two guys, they know where they want to take this. They want to make it the biggest and best event on the internet in any way they can. And the amount of work they put in is underestimated by a lot of people but appreciated by the ones that are that are, that are in that in that group and as i said i think ben said it on his stream the other day the first call that we had i went in and i was like wow this is expertly run they have everything down everything planned to an absolute t of course the game sometimes messes up and that's where you kind of have to stool stuff but if the game runs fine everything else will be like a well well oiled machine and it'll be perfectly Ran. They have, they've thought of everything. They have running orders and everything. I don't know how much I'm going to say, so I'm not going to say too much. But um, yeah, the amount of work that goes into making sure it looks as good to a Sky Sports production, as you say, is is mental. Matt has over 100 scenes on OBS during the lowdown, and he smashes it. And, and he presents at the same time. So he's he's kind of producing and presenting at the same time. And then, of course, you've got Millie in the background who's sorting out all the all the all some of the stuff to do with the game and, and the graphics and things. So yeah, it's, it, it's a big operation. And a lot of work goes into it, but I think the end results are also incredible. Uh, and yeah, it's it's, it's it's pretty insane. I just want to go back to that streamer show because I remember on the Thursday, there was a bit of a delay, wasn't it? Because of technical issues. Um, yeah. How did you deal with that? Because that's your first one and you're being asked to fill time. Yeah, I think, um, like I said earlier, once I had... Once I'd got, once I was past that five minutes, I knew that anything I felt like, anything they chucked at me, I can just bounce off and I'll and I'll be okay. So uh, it was just thinking about, yeah, you have to work with everyone else around you without kind of looking at each other and saying, right, you're gonna you're gonna say this now. You kind of gotta be readying and 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 read, not read the room because it's not a real room, but you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, so once once the topics were there that we kind of had to think about, oh, when when were people gonna? I think Curtis said it. He's like. I think it'll be really interesting when 
uh, they choose to pick their wild cards. So then I was like, bang, I'm in. And I'll be like, yeah, 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 but they'll pick it later because uh, the Premier League is, is quite a, it's quite a small pool of elite players with nine players picking. So then it was just like that. So you just kind of took it in terms of saying, uh, picking a topic and running with it, really. So it, it was okay. Yeah, it was, it was, it was all right. After that first five minutes, I tell you what, yeah, that, that first five minutes, I was incredibly nervous. But yeah, you just kind of vibe off each other. You're all pulling in the same direction. So yeah. you just kind of bounce off each other and, and it worked. So. And just going forward, have you considered playing any of the games on stream or are you fully committed to the Football Manager project? I was speaking to uh, JD, Lazy Number 9, about this the other day. And I, I said at the start as well, I think this is just the start for me. And I think that, and I mean that in a number of different uh, different ways. Well, I hope, not, not, not that I think it's just, I hope it's just the start because you never know where it's going to go. I mean, it could all like go wrong instantly. But Football Manager at that point, at the time that I started, was just the game that I was into the most. So, I mean, at the moment, I mean, you're, we're playing with you, Diz. We're playing a lot of like GTA RP. And even though I don't think that's my type of game to stream, um, I play other other games, of course, as we all do. And I think that I, I would like the game, I'd like to to kind of like the game to be a secondary so I can kind of play whatever I'm feeling that day um, and there'd be people about. And I think to a certain extent, I think everybody gets that. Like, um, And I think, think it would happen. But I just, I don't know. I don't think I'll play Football Manager forever and I'd like to take it other places and play different games. But I think you have to see where things go really I, I don't know I, I haven't thought about it too much um but yeah me and JD, jd have similar outlooks on that and how this is probably just just the first game of hopefully many that we can where we can go and play and it can and people will follow us as well so which makes sense to be fair um we're coming towards the end of the interview and i've just got one final question um if there's one piece of advice you could give to a new content creator what would it be Wow. Okay. I feel like I'm just, I'm a new content creator myself. So I'm not sure how. Well, uh, well, well, a minute ago, you said you weren't up and coming. You no, but do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think, I, okay. I don't think I'm in a position to give people advice if, is what I mean. Yeah. Um, uh, but I imagine you have it quite, so I have it quite often. So I've been doing this for like six and a bit months now. And I have people say like, they ask for some advice and things like that. Um, I imagine you have it quite often as well in your stream, people saying, how do I get started? What do I do? Et cetera, et cetera. If you could, or if you would say like, just deep down, like what would be that advice? You never get a second chance to make a first impression is my main thing that I try and stream with. Um, I, I think I said it earlier about, about when you go and stream, set your, make sure you know how you're going to stream if you know what i mean like me and you put a lot of energy in but we've got to make sure that that energy level is consistent throughout and is consistent every single stream if you go into one stream and you've had a great day and you're super pumped and of course you're gonna you're gonna um what's the word you're gonna uh change a little bit that's not the word i'm looking for but you're gonna you're gonna change it a little bit you're not gonna be exactly the same every stream but you have to kind of have your style so that when someone joins in the first minute for the first ever time uh, on one day and they stick around they lurk for a bit and they like what they see but they decide to come back the next time you're not a completely different person because they're, they're going to go they're going to be like ah oh, okay this isn't who i who i thought it was or the other way around they might join the first time think this guy's great i'll drop him a follow but then you're you're not the same person the next time you're not saying anything you're just sitting there playing the game uh not really paying attention to the chat they're like ah oh, this isn't what i follow for so yeah and also you never know who's watching do you so You've got to make sure you're at a consistent level the whole time. 
to make sure that you make that first impression that you want to make. And I think that that goes for anything as well. Like what you tweet, you never know who sees your tweets. Uh, you never know who sees anything. So just being who you, how you, acting how you want to be perceived, perceived by everyone uh, consistently the whole time. Josh, can I just thank you so much? I know you're a busy individual. I know you get you do a lot, and and also you know I've gotten to know you recently, and I really do like where we're going. I like where you're going. I'm really excited to see your future and to see where you go. And I really appreciate you finding time to do the scouting center. No worries at all, man. Like, thank you for asking me. I was looking back today at all the guests. I was like, mate, how am I in? How am I being put in this little group of people here? Like, thank you very much, man. I think all of you guys watching now, you appreciate how much effort. Or I hope you appreciate how much effort and the quality of Mr. Diz's work here. The Scouting Center is incredible. I, I watch and listen to every single one. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much, mate. It's a pleasure to be on. I really appreciate that. Josh, and where can people find you on your socials? Uh, you can find me at joshpeach underscore on Twitter and Twitch. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all you need to know, really. YouTube is at joshpeach, but, um, or youtube.com forward slash joshpeach, but we'll, we'll get to that later down the line. Brilliant. Well, Josh, once again, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much for all the um, for being so open and all the advice you've given. That's it, viewers. Thank you so much for watching and tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Like this video, subscribe to the channel, and then go back and watch the other eight guests we've had. We've had Second Yellow Card. We've had Bully Beef, Dupe, Zealand. We've had Sweet Left Foot and Omega Luke. We've had Tom FM, and we've had the two-parter with Dr. Benji. Also, please... Put in the comments below, let me know who you want to be on future episodes of the Scouting Centre. Dr. Benji said in his last episode that he would hook up the show. So please, 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 let's try and get the best content creators we can or the people you want to see. Thank you all so much. And I will see you all on the next episode of the Scouting Centre. Take care. Bye bye. Oh, sorry, my ring hit the table. I thought you were just you were just uh, disgusted with my answer. <laughs> yeah, how dare you answer like that? How dare you? How dare you say what you're actually thinking? <laughs> Hello all and welcome to the end of episode wrap up. What an impressive individual Josh Peach is. He's done so much in such a short space of time. The world really is his oyster, especially this content creation world. I want to thank you all for watching. Please make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, go on back and watch the previous episodes of the Scouting Centre. I have mentioned this before, we have had Second Yellow Card, we have had Bully Beef, Dupe, Zealand, Sweet Left Foot, Omega Luke, Tom FM and a two-parter with Dr. Benji. Go back and watch them, I hope you enjoy them, like them as well. This has been the Scouting Centre, thank you for watching and I'll see you on the next episode. Take care, bye bye.